Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Today you are going to discover index finger improvisation. And you are going to learn how to improvise using simplicity, space, and repetition guided by your index finger. And you are going to play a classic jazz standard using the various improvisational elements illuminated by your index finger. So as I always like to say, regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even if you consider yourself a seasoned and experienced professional, you are going to find this Jazz Panel Skills podcast lesson exploring index finger improvisation to be very beneficial. I want to take a second, as I always do at the beginning of every podcast episode, to welcome new first-time Jazz Piano Skills listeners. So if you are new to the podcast, if you are new to Jazz Piano Skills, I want to personally invite you to become a Jazz Piano Skills member. Simply visit jazzpianoskills.com to learn more about all of the jazz educational resources, materials, and services that are available for you to use to help you become an accomplished jazz pianist. For example, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, you have access to all of the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs. These are educational guides and materials that I develop for every podcast episode every week. Also, as a Jazz Panel Skills member, you have access to the sequential jazz piano curriculum, which is loaded with comprehensive Jazz piano courses using a self-paced format, educational talks, interactive media, video demonstrations in all 12 keys, play-alongs, and so much more. You also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have a reserved seat in the weekly online masterclass, which, which are, in essence, a one-hour online lesson with me each and every week. And you also, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, have access to the Jazz Piano Skills community, which hosts a variety of engaging forums, podcast-specific forums, course-specific forums, and general jazz piano forums as well. And last, but certainly not least, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, you have unlimited private, personal, and professional educational support whenever and as often as you need it. Again, I want to invite you to visit jazzpanelskills.com to learn more about all of the educational opportunities and how to easily activate your Jazz Panel Skills membership. If you have any questions, any questions at all, please reach out, let me know. I'm always happy, happy to help you in any way that I can. I also want to remind everyone to check out the Jazz Panel Skills blog. Now, you have access to the blog whether you're a Jazz Piano Skills member or not, so you can enjoy reading some additional insights regarding the Jazz Piano Skill of the Week. And you will find the blog link in the menu bar that runs across the top of the homepage at jazzpianoskillspodcast.com. Or once you land on the homepage, you can just simply scroll down to the bottom of the page and you'll see an entire blog section. I like to take some time at the end of each week to jot down some of my final thoughts about the jazz piano skill explored in the weekly podcast episode and uh, hopefully provide you with some 
words of encouragement and inspiration as well. So be sure to check out my blog. And always, I welcome feedback. So let me have it. <laughs> right? I enjoy hearing from you and enjoy getting some insight and some new perspectives on uh, your thoughts regarding the jazz piano skills. So please, uh, always feel welcome to, to reach out. Okay. So let's discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Let's discover, learn, and play index finger improvisation. So what the heck? <laughs> what the heck is index finger improvisation? Well, it's exactly what the title suggests. It's improvising using your index finger and your index finger only. Improvising using one finger. Now, I know, upon initially hearing this, you have to be thinking, what? Are you kidding me? Why? Why improvise with one finger? This guy, this guy is a nut. Well, you, you, you may, <laughs> you may have already been thinking that a long time before now, but that's not the point, <laughs> right? The point is that the best way to begin developing mature improvisational lines. I'm gonna, let me say that again. The best way to begin developing mature improvisational lines, melodic ideas is to do so using your index finger only. And why? Because by limiting your physical capabilities, right, by limiting your physical capabilities, you begin to immediately address the three biggest jazz improvisation hurdles that all of us have to jump if we hope to achieve our dream, our goal of becoming an accomplished jazz pianist. So what are the three biggest hurdles that we all have to jump? Here they are. Number one, simplicity. Number two, space. And number three, scales. Simplicity. Space, scales. There are others like repetition, time, feel, articulation, but they don't start with the letter S. So I left them off my top three list. <laughs> right. They're important. Don't get me wrong. They're important. But I'm sticking with the top three being simplicity, space, and scales. So let me take a few minutes right now to talk about each one of these and why practicing only with your index finger will help you gain a conceptual and physical command of all three. Number one, simplicity. I believe there is not a professional jazz musician in the world that would disagree with me when I say that all beginning jazz improvisers overplay, beginners try to do way too much. Too many notes, too many changes of direction, 
ascending and descending motion, too aggressive, too loud. I used to have a teacher at the end of every lesson. As a joke, of course, he would always say, Hey, Bob, remember, if you can't play good, play loud. Bottom line, the beginning jazz musician, the beginning jazz improviser, overall is just way too busy. Your index finger will help you get over all of these musical nuisances quickly. When, when playing with one finger, you certainly are not going to be playing too many notes. It's simply impossible. When playing with one finger, your index finger, you are going to begin incorporating a whole lot more space within your improvisational ideas, which is the second biggest hurdle to jump, the inclusion of space. All beginning jazz musicians, improvisers, if they were to be truthful, are afraid of space, silence, especially jazz pianists. Piano players, <laughs> we get nervous with space. Space freaks us out because we think that our hands need to be doing something at all times. Otherwise, we're simply not playing the piano, right? This couldn't be further from the truth. I encourage all of you to spend some time this week listening to Count Basie. Listen to Count Basie play the piano. He'll quickly, he'll quickly give you a lesson on how to use space when playing, when improvising. When you restrict your improvisation practice to using your index finger only, you begin to immediately incorporate space into your playing. You have to. You only have one finger, so your mobility is, is limited. Our new use of space with our index finger, our new use of space will eliminate a lot of musical noise, what I like to call musical noise, in our playing, which in turn, when we eliminate the musical noise, we create audible transparency, melodic clarity, if you will, which then illuminates the importance of all of us having a strong conceptual and physical command of scales, which is our third hurdle needing to be jumped. And this is why I spent the last two weeks pounding home just how important and necessary scale practice is in order to pave the way for your jazz success. If you haven't checked out those last two podcast episodes, I would encourage you to do so. Chord scale relationships unlock the mystery of what notes should I play when I play a particular chord. In other words, it removes the guesswork from our improvisation. If you want to learn scales quickly, begin practicing them using your index finger 
only. In doing so, you will find yourself focusing 100% on the notes of the scales and not the fingerings. I'm going to say that again. When practicing scales using your index finger only, you will find yourself focusing 100% on the notes of the scale and not the fingerings. Why worry about fingerings if you don't even know what notes you are trying to play, right? It makes no sense. Learn the notes first, then worry about the fingerings. So often, this happens all the time, students diagnose their difficulty with improvising as being due to poor fingering, poor technique, when in actuality, it is due to simply not knowing scales. The reason they are so quick to blame the fingers is that their fingers can't find the notes that they intellectually do not know. It's funny. You can get away with a lot of bad fingerings if you actually know the scales. If you truly know correct chord scale relationships, you can get away with a lot of poor fingerings. So when you improvise with your index finger only, you do not have to worry about fingerings. You can focus on the scales, the notes that you should know. So there you have it. Index finger improvisation will help you jump the three biggest hurdles that all beginning jazz pianists, all beginning jazz improvisers must, must jump. Simplicity. Space scales. Now, here's the ultimate goal with all of this index finger improvisation. Once you have successfully incorporated simplicity, space, and scales into your improvisation, you can begin to use your entire hand, all four fingers, and your thumb. And here's the kicker your improvisation should sound the same, regardless of whether or not you're using one finger or your entire hand. In other words, your improvisation should still be built around simplicity, space, and scales, regardless of how many fingers you're using. The goal, if someone was in front of the piano, the goal should be that if someone's in front of the piano and could not see your hands, it would be difficult, it should be difficult for them to determine whether or not you were playing with one finger or your entire hand. And that is what I am going to try to demonstrate today. So the educational agenda for today is, is as follows. Number one, I am going to present, I am going to improvise seven chord scale relationships. I'm going to do so using index finger only, and I'm going to do so using the entire hand, side by side, so you can hear and compare the two. Number two, I am going to present two, two, five, one progressions. I'm going to improvise over two, two, five, one progressions, one major two, five, one progression, and one minor two, five, one progression. Again, with index finger only, and with my entire hand. 
Number three, I'm going to put it all together. These seven chord scale relationships, these two, five, one progressions, I'm going to put it all together in a classic jazz standard called Blue Bossa. It's fantastic. And I will be doing this, number four, I will be doing all of these demonstrations today, these exercises, using a snappy, and I mean very snappy, tempo of 165. Now, you've heard me say this a million times, slow tempos to begin, right? Anytime that you're beginning, beginning to work on any new jazz piano skill, slow is much better. So keep your tempos comfy, 60, 70, 80. Okay, if you are a Jazz Panel Skills member, I want you to take a few minutes right now to download and print the educational, uh, the jazz, uh, the podcast packets, right? The illustrations and the lead sheets. You have access to these podcast packets and, and I remind you every week, you should be using them when listening to the podcast episode and of course, when at the piano and practicing. So if you are listening to this podcast on any of the popular podcast directories, such as Apple or Google, Amazon, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, on and on and on, then be sure to go to jazzpianoskillspodcast.com to download the podcast packets, and you will find the active download links in the show notes. And one final but extremely important note that I always take the time to stress in each and every episode that if you are thinking that the index finger improvisation that we are about to discover, learn, and play is in some ways, or even if it is all the way over your head, if you think it's just too much, I would say to you, relax. It's okay. No big deal. Continue to listen and continue to grow your jazz piano skills intellectually by listening to this podcast episode. Right, All skills are over our head when first introduced, and that is precisely why the first step in gaining a command of any jazz piano skill is to relax, sit back, and listen. Right, All musical growth begins upstairs, mentally, conceptually, before it can come out downstairs, physically, in your hands. So listen to this podcast lesson now to discover and to learn. And the play will come in time. Okay, so the very first chord scale relationship we want to look at today is C minor 7 Dorian mode, right? C minor 7 Dorian mode. So it's going to be C, D, E flat, F, G, A, and B flat. Again. And today I'm going to be using the road sound as opposed to the acoustic piano, doing the, you know, eventually we're going to end up doing blue bassa, you know, so nice bassa groove with the uh, road sound. Man, it's perfect. <laughs> I love it. So the first chord scale relationship, again, is the C minor 7 Dorian mode. And I'm going to improvise, uh, play that scale using one finger. Right? And, of course, I can... I can Jump around within that scale, use arpeggio motion, right, or thirds, right, any kind of leaps, 
arpeggio motion that I want to use, scale motion, ascending and descending. So I'm going to bring the ensemble in and I'm going to improvise right now using index finger only and only the notes of the Dorian mode or the C minor 7 scale. Okay, so let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out and see what we think. Here we go. Cool. Now be honest, right? Be honest. If you didn't know I was using index finger only, or if you were out enjoying an evening and you were listening to somebody play and you couldn't see their hands and you heard that, you would not be thinking, oh, that that dude is just using one finger. At least I don't think you would be able to. So now what I'm going to do to try to really illuminate uh, the difference here between one finger, or I should say illuminate no difference, hopefully, between uh, uh, one finger, index finger improvisation, and now using my entire hand. I'm going to do the same C minor 7th, Dorian mode, bring the ensemble back in. I'm going to improvise using my entire hand. Now the goal here again, I'm going to stay with just the notes in the mode, and the goal again is to use what? Simplicity, space, and stick to that scale, right? And really... There should, you shouldn't hear a whole big difference between what you just heard with the index finger only and now me playing the same exact exercise with my entire hand. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think. Well, what do you think? Right? It's pretty interesting. Now, so what's the point? What Really, ultimately, what is the point here today? Is that, that regardless of whether you're using your index finger or your entire hand, your improvisation should always include what? It should always simplicity, space, and a, a, a command of the scale. Always. Right? And that um, whether you, when you start using your entire hand, after you play and practice with just your index finger and you start using your entire hand, it doesn't mean that you have, because you have more fingers, things should become more complicated, right? And actually, when adding more fingers, 
the job should become easier. It's not that you're trying to make it more difficult. It should become easier because you're playing in the same way, utilizing, focusing on simplicity and space and um, uh, adhering to the chord scale relationships, right? So using more fingers should actually, you should be breathing a sigh of relief and things should become easier at that point. So the rest of the day today, I'm going to just introduce the remaining chord scale relationships and play two versions, index finger version only and entire hand version. So the very next chord scale relationship is my F minor 7 and again Dorian mode. So F, G, A flat, B flat, C, D, and E flat. Okay, going to improvise first with index finger only. So bring the ensemble back in. Here we go. Let's check it out. finger improvisation not too bad all right so let's see what it sounds like when i incorporate the entire hand so again f minor seventh dorian mode entire hand i'm going to be focusing on simplicity space and adhering to the chord scale relationship i'm not going to play any notes outside of that mode outside of that scale okay so here we go let's check it out see what we think Once I start using the entire hand, uh, my approach remains the same. My improvisational approach absolutely remains the same. Simplicity, space, and adhering to the chord scale relationship. Uh, it just gets easier with the entire hand. It doesn't become more complex. I don't start trying to do fancier things. I try to um, play mature melodic ideas, focusing on simplicity, space, and adhering to the chord scale relationship. So now, the next 
chord scale relationship is the D half diminished, D minor 7, flat 5. And for this one, we're not going to use Locker in mode. We're going to use the second mode of the C harmonic minor scale. So it's going to be D, E flat, F, G, A flat, B, and C. Okay, second mode of the C harmonic minor scale. So index finger improvisation first. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. Here we go. sound the half diminished sound with the second mode of the harmonic minor scale so now going to improvise over that exact same sound that exact same scale mode and uh, going to use the entire hand now and again space I'm, I'm sorry simplicity space and adhering to the chord scale relationship no notes outside of the mode outside of the scale okay here we go let's check it out have some fun trying to do is really focus on my melodic development on my improvisation regardless of whether I'm using an index finger only approach or my entire hand I want to to play mature melodic ideas and lines and in doing so I mean to help me get there to initially restrict restrict my physical capabilities by using my index finger only and, of course, also adhering completely to the chord scale relationship. No notes outside of the chord scale relationship. Okay, so with that being said, now let's move on to the next chord scale relationship, which, which is the G dominant 7, flat 9, flat 13 sound, right? So we have a minor 2, 5, 1 that's going to take place. we got the minor 2 uh, that we just did, the D minor 7, flat 5, or the D half diminished. 
which is going to take us to a G7 altered sound, flat 9, flat 13 sound. And for this, we're going to use the fifth mode of the C harmonic minor scale. So it's going to be G, A flat, B, C, D, E flat, F. Right? Nice. So again, let's bring the ensemble back in and let's explore some improvisation, focusing on simplicity, space, and adhering to the chord scale relationship uh, using index finger only when improvising. So here we go. Let's check it out. See what we think. familiar with altered dominant scales, right? Anytime you're tackling an altered dominant scale, which can be a challenge uh, when first introduced, great way to use that index finger. Uh, use only the notes of the mode of the altered scale and explore improvising, ascending and descending, focusing on simplicity and focusing on space. And before you know it, you'll know that altered dominant scale. In this case, the dominant flat nine, flat 13 sound. So now let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's open it up. Use the entire hand. We shouldn't hear a whole lot of difference, right? Going to be the same, same approach, whether I'm using my index finger only or my entire hand. So here we go. Let's check it out. Have some fun. See what we think. Here we go. So far, we've looked at four chord scale relationships. C minor 7, Dorian mode, F minor 7, Dorian mode, D half diminished, or D minor 7 flat 5, second mode of the C harmonic minor scale, and the G dominant 7 flat 9 flat 13 sound, the fifth mode of the C harmonic minor scale. So now let's go to E flat minor 7, Dorian mode. So it's going to be E flat. F, G flat, A flat, B flat, C, and D flat. E flat minor, Dorian mode. Okay, we know the 
the routine by now, right? Index finger improvisation first. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's improvise using some simplicity, some space, and adhere to that mode. No notes outside of the scale. All right, here we go. Let's check it out. So now we've we've got become familiar with that mode, with that scale. We've improvised with our index finger only. Time to open it up and use the entire hand. So let's get after it, right? Ensembles back in, ready to go. And so here we go. E flat minor seven, Dorian mode, improvising using simplicity, space, and adhering to the mode with my entire hand. So here we go. Let's check it out. No, but if you do know, great. Once we do a minor Dorian, it's typically going to be followed by a dominant Mixolydian, and that's exactly what we're going to do right now. Our next chord scale relationship is an A-flat dominant Mixolydian mode. So it's going to be A-flat, B-flat, C, D-flat, E-flat, F, and G-flat. It's going to sound like this. sound. So we know the routine. We're familiar with it by now. So let's bring the ensemble back in. Let's do some improvisation first using index finger only. Here we go. Check it out. Thank you. 
So now let, I'm going to use my entire hand. And again, I want to stress it again, doesn't change my approach to improvising, right? Just because I have more fingers that I can call upon, that I can use, doesn't change my approach. I want simplicity. I want space. And I want to adhere to the chord scale relationship. I am trying to develop mature melodic ideas. And I want to sound like a mature jazz musician, jazz improviser. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think. So where do five chords take us? Five chords want to take us to one. So now we're going to uh, go to D flat major seven, D flat major seven, Ionian mode. So the scale is going to be D flat, E flat, F, G flat, A flat, B flat, and C. Right? Flat major, Ionian mode, index finger only improvisation. Here we go. Let's check it out. See what we think. Index finger only improvisation. We get the mode under our hands, under our, in our finger, under our fingers. <laughs> I should say under our finger. And now it's time to open it up and use the entire hand. Now that I have a command of the D flat major Ionian mode. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. Bring the ensemble back in. Going to improvise on the D flat major seven Ionian mode, focusing on simplicity, space, and I'm adhering to the scale, to the mode only. No notes outside of the seven notes of the scale. So here we go. Let's check it out, see what we think.
okay. So what we have now completed, literally taken every chord from blue bassa, C minor 7, F minor 7, D half diminished, or D minor 7 flat 5, G7 flat 9, flat 13, E flat minor 7, A flat dominant 7, and D flat major 7. And I've explored each one of those chord scale relationships, each one of those sounds, using first index finger only to get familiar with the mode, get familiar with the uh, scale, the chord scale relationship, improvising with um, just the index finger only. Then, once comfortable with the mode, with the chord scale relationship, opened it up to use the entire hand, but in doing so, not changing my improvisational approach, still wanting to take a very simplistic approach, use space in my plane, and also adhere to strict adherence to the chord scale relationship. So now what I want to do is I want to take those two five ones. I want to take the uh, half diminished, the D minor 7 flat 5, going to the G7 flat 9 flat 13, going to the C minor 7. And I want to do the exact same thing, but now I want to do it instead of on an isolated chord. I want to get comfortable with a chord progression. So what better progression than the 2 five, 1 We're going to start with the minor 2 five, 1 found within Blue Bassa. So I'm going to bring the ensemble back in. We're going to play that minor 2, 5, 1, D minor 7, flat 5, the G7, flat 9, flat 13, to C minor 7. I'm going to improvise using index finger only. Okay, here we go. Let's check it out. See what we think. musical, <laughs> right? Pretty mature. I'm just using index finger only. So now let's do a little comparison. I'm going to open it up. I'm going to use my entire hands. Things get simpler, see, uh, easier, right? Because I'm using more fingers. I'm not going to try to play more complicated. I'm going to play over this minor two, five, one. Again, focusing on my uh, simplistic approach with space and adherence to the chord scale relationship. So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's check it out. Here we go.
Nice. 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 What a great way, by the way, just what a great way to practice two five ones. Index finger improvisation first, followed by the complete entire hand. Okay? Hey, if that works for a minor two five one, certainly going to work for a major two five one. And we have one of those inside of Blue Boss as well. So we're going to take that E flat minor seven, A flat dominant seven, going to D flat major seven. We're going to take that major two five one relationship. We're going to explore it first with index only improvisation. All right? So let's bring the ensemble in. Let's do this and see what we think. Here we go. Check it out. Improvisation over a major two five one, wow! Right? I would go as far as to say, hey, if you can't do that, don't even worry about bringing more fingers into it, right? If you can't improvise with one finger, why would you think you could improvise with more than one finger? Think about it, right? So now let's uh, let's do our major two five one. Let's bring the ensemble back in. I'm going to use the entire hand, and hopefully, it sounds pretty much pretty much the same as what you just. What, what you just heard, but now I'm going to use the entire hand. So here we go. Let's check it out. See what we think. Absolutely love it. So you've probably picked up on the fact that we've been, you know, picking up speed here, steam, right? Things are getting uh, a little bit, uh, each step of the way, we're getting a little bit more involved, right? Well, we're taking a very methodical approach. First, we isolated each of the chords within the song, Blue Bassa. Then we took the two, five, one progressions that are found within the song and isolated those. So now that we've looked at Study the chord scale relationships, study the the uh, progressions within Blue Bassa. Guess what? It's time to put it together. So now we're going to have some real fun. I'm going to play Blue Bassa, and I'm going to play the head. Then I'm going to improvise a couple choruses and play the head. Guess what I'm going to do that with? I'm just going to do it with index finger only. So right now I'm going to play Blue Bassa entirely with index finger only. The head, the melody, followed by some improvisation 
followed by the head. Let's see how this goes. Here we go. Check it out. Hey, I'd much rather listen to somebody play with their index finger all night long and play meaningful melodic lines in time with great feel, great articulation, right? Uh, simplistic with space and being adhering to chord scale relationships. I'd much rather have listened to that all night than somebody playing a lot of noise, right? Just playing a lot of garbage. Think about that. So now what I want to do is play Blue Boss again. This time I'm going to open it up and use the entire hand, but guess what? Not going to change the parameters here. I'm going to focus on simplicity, space, and guess what? Yes, I'm going to adhere to the entire uh, mode, the chord scale relationships. I'm not going to go outside of the scale at all. All scale tones throughout the entire tune and the improvisation. So here we go. Let's check it out and see what we think.
wow, this has been a workout. But you know what? It's been such a workout. Before we go, I'm going to play Blue Boss again. This time I'm going to open it up. I'm going to play whatever the heck I want to. (laughs) Right? The whole point being is if you practice like what I just laid out, you'll get to the point where you can add notes outside of the scale and outside of the mode, the outside notes, if you will, right? Uh, Those will become much easier, right? If you can't see the inside notes, if you can't play notes that are within the harmony, it's hard to play the notes that are outside the harmony. In fact, I had a teacher one time ask me, Bob, how do you teach students to play wrong notes right? I said, that's very simple. You teach them to play right notes right first. And if they can play right notes right first, then playing the wrong notes will be a piece of cake. So, or playing the wrong notes right will be a piece of cake. So that's what we've been doing all day today is playing the right notes. But now I'm going to have I'm going to have a little fun. I'm going to play Blue Bossa. I'm not going to get crazy. I'm still going to keep it simple. I'm going to use space. Um, and I'm going to adhere, you know, adhere to the chord scale relationships. But I'm going to use approach tones and some chromaticism have a little fun. So here we go. Blue Bossa. Man, I tell you what, have I'm exhausted, right? We have covered so much ground today. We have unpacked a ton within the hour, as we do each and every week. And certainly today was no exception as we explored index finger improvisation. I want to encourage you, right? I want to encourage all of you to take the time to map out chord scale relationships, the chord scale relationships that I presented today. Use the podcast packets, the illustrations, and the lead sheets to guide you, right? The illustrations include some fabulous worksheets, templates that you can use to map out these chord scale relationships. And if you've heard me say this over and over and over again, that conceptual understanding determines your physical development. So take the time to study, to map out these chord scale relationships found in Blue Bossa. It's time well spent. And believe me, trust me, the return on your investment cannot be adequately expressed. And as always, I want to stress, be patient, 
right? Developing mature improvisational skills takes time. So begin structuring your scale practice after the playing demonstrations that I modeled for you today in this podcast episode. And I guarantee it, you will begin to see, you will begin to feel, and you will begin to hear your musical progress. Well, I hope that you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson, exploring index finger improvisation to be insightful. And of course, I hope it is very beneficial for you as well. Don't forget, if you are a Jazz Piano Skills member, I will see you online Thursday evening at the Jazz Piano Skills Masterclass, 8 p.m. Central Time, to discuss this podcast episode lesson, Exploring Index Finger Improvisation, in greater detail and to answer any questions that you may have about the study of jazz in general. So, again, I'll see you Thursday evening, 8 p.m. As always, as a Jazz Piano Skills member, right, be sure to use the educational podcast packets, the illustrations, the lead sheets, and the play-alongs, not only for this podcast lesson, but for all of the podcast episodes that I have released, over 100 of them. Also, to take advantage of the Jazz Piano Skills courses to maximize your musical growth. And likewise, make sure that you are an active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills community. Get involved, contribute to the various forums, and make some new Jazz Piano friends. Many of you send me great, I mean really great questions through email or through SpeakPipe, which is fantastic. I welcome that at any time. But I want to encourage you to post your questions in the community, in the forums. Um, so many people would uh, uh, benefit from the answers, not only that I would offer up, but your friends in the community would offer and make available as well. So please get involved with the forums and contribute. As always, you can reach me by phone at 972-380-8050. My extension is 211. By email, Dr. Lawrence, drlawrence at jazzpianoskills.com, or by SpeakPipe, found throughout the Jazz Piano Skills website. Well, there is my cue. That's it for now, and until next week, enjoy index finger improvisation. Enjoy the journey, and most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano. <laughs>